0: This is the Personal Trainer Show with Nathan, Tom, and Varsky on Varsky's "I Want to Be a DJ" podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Personal Trainer Show. Uh, I am back. Uh, I'm feeling much better this week. Uh, I, actually had a, I actually had a PT session this morning with Tom. And speaking of Tom, I got Tom and Nathan with me today. What's going on, boys? Hello. Yeah. How are you doing? We are we are working on. Uh, uh, extreme means today because uh, their, their Skype on their laptop was playing up, so they are on their phone. But we'll make it work. We'll be good. Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah. Dude, okay, first of all, Tom, mate, you killed me this morning. Absolutely killed yeah, me. I'm still good. feeling the effects. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was big on the cardio this
0: morning. Yeah. Um, and if you follow me, uh, you can check it. And if you follow Tom as well, you can check out the workout. We posted it all up. I could not believe, like, after, like after, I think it was after the first... The, the the Watt bike, the the five second interval, uh, I, I couldn't believe how dead I was and it was literally five seconds of intense and then like a 30 mm. second break and then five second absolutely killed me. But I feel incredible now, I still feel much better
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you feel better for it.
0: Yeah, so what's Glad going on boys, how you been?
2: Yeah, right. nothing much, busy week.
0: Yeah, I got a Tom's been uh, so Tom. Tom was just like, "Listen, you've got to ask Nafe about his uh, episode in Asda." So I'm oh, going I'm, I'm, I'm to start the episode by, uh, Nate what happened in Asda? <laughs> right, listen, I've been dying to know this
2: all week. I, but... I've I've been keeping this a secret <laughs> from Tom to honest talk about it <laughs> now it's because teasing me with it. This was crazy. Um, so I go in Asda. I'm I'm just I'm just doing my weekly shop. I'm, I'm minding my own business. And um, all of a sudden, literally from down the aisle, someone shouts at me, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> this is no joke. This is no joke. So this woman is it's a small woman. I think I think she was on her own. She shouts, murderer. So I look <laughs> at her like, me. <laughs> like, I'm looking around to see who she's talking to, but it's only me there. So she shouts murderer at me. And then she's walking towards me now, so I'm like, oh no, what have I done? She must have been mistaken. Um, so then she comes up to me and she goes, well, I'll just put it into a bit of context. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Canada Goose uh, jacket. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'm wearing it. it. I'll I'll I'm wearing it. A, yeah, I'm wearing a Canada Goose jacket. So she goes, do you know what they do to animals? I was like, oh, no, I, I don't really. So I've, I've not um, really got an I, argument. The, wait,
1: this could explain why those jackets
2: are so expensive yet so warm. Yeah, because apparently, and I didn't know this when I bought, well, it got sort of gifted to me, but I paid a little bit for it. Um, but they they use real animal fur and animal feathers and things like that. And I didn't know when I bought it. <laughs> so she comes up to me, she's screaming in my face, <laughs> literally. And I didn't know what to do. So I was I was trying to sort of not argue against it because I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. Um, and then security comes over. I was like, "Listen, pal, I have no idea what <laughs> I have no idea what's going on." She just comes screaming, "I'm a murder!" She must have me confused. And then she she's talking about the jacket, mate. I, I, honestly, I don't know what she's talking about. So then he he tries calming her down, but it has the opposite effect. Oh God. She gets louder. <laughs> she's making a right scene. Everyone's looking. From the opposite ends of the aisle. It's like it's like I was in a cage fight and everyone was just looking. Um so she starts throwing stuff from the shelves. What? Yeah, she gets really angry. She's God. throwing she's throwing bags of Doritos at me. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: dodge these Doritos. Like, <laughs> um, I think it was Cool Original that oh, uh, came first. Well, know, so you know, it was Cool Original was, first, then uh, the, the the heated after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, <laughs> it should have been the other way around. Yeah, it should have been. But I was dodging
2: was... these Doritos. She's throwing them at me, ducking <laughs> and diving. I feel like Anthony Joshua <laughs> on the on the weekend. Um, and then security just uh, sort of deals with her and eventually calms her down. But that was so like surreal i was down my own i'm just trying to do my shopping and then i'm being called a murderer
0: yeah basically do you know what when you first said when she sat in murder the first thing i thought i thought she actually mistook you for an actual murderer is that I what i mean I it. is that fucked up that i thought that
2: <laughs> no no because <laughs> yeah, i thought I was, the same that's what i was thinking <laughs> i thought that she was actually calling me a murderer i was like oh no how does she recognize? Did she recognize the logo then? Probably. Yeah, it's 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 a fairly it's a fairly big logo slap banging them in the middle of the chest. <laughs> Canadian Goose.
0: Yeah. Wait. So, um, uh, what is Canadian
2: Goose? So it's 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 a brand of they make sort of like Parker jackets and Arctic jackets and down jackets and things like that. So the, the kind of thing that you could
1: fill with Canadian Goose feathers. Right. Well, yeah, yeah,
2: and they they are genuinely warm because they they are used in the Arctic and things like that, so they have to be and to do that they actually use real um goose down and and coyote fur for the hoods so that's where the and there's there's a massive I looked into it after because I, I had to know what she was talking about and there is like a massive protest anytime they do anything so that they've opened a store in Canada and the opening day there was a huge protest of like animal rights people and I'm an I'm, I'm an animal guy but yeah, I just are.
1: thought that was a bit extreme. Yeah, it's just clear that we are um, we are what pro animal. What's the
2: word? Pro animal
1: rights. Pro animal rights. We're not. Uh, you didn't mean
2: to buy that jacket. <laughs> I, I, well, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't quite <laughs> know what what the um, I thought Canadian goose was just a brand. I did think it was just a brand. I didn't know that there was actual Canadian yeah. geese Canadian in the jacket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of all the time, you know what? I've never actually like. I've never. Been in that situation before, I've never been in a situation where I've been in public and someone's been like, Oi, you, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do, I'd probably shit myself, man. I, d- I didn't I did do it, anything, I, I
2: promise. I just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was looking at the security guard like, Help!
0: Because he probably thought you'd done something, right? Probably, he probably was in the yeah. inf-
2: you know, to, it took a good five minutes to explain that. I, I haven't actually killed anyone, Just a few and I'm just trying to pick up my my whole wheat wraps, my tuna wraps. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just Wait, trying to pick up my
0: it? I'm trying to pick up my protein, my carbs. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you get? Do you get cage hens, or do you get free ranging? See, this was the thing, right? <laughs> like, this was the crazy thing. I looked in her basket. Did she have cage hens? She had she had just the normal like as like the as the smart price eggs. And I was just tempted to say, well, do you know what? Do you know what those chickens go through? <laughs> like they're in the no, seriously, they're in like these little cages, and she's screaming at me because I've got goose fur on there. But she's got, she's got milk, eggs. There's
1: a whole, there's a whole aisle dedicated to poultry. So, you know, is that not?
2: Is Why is she not like... kicking off about that? Why is she not booting a ready cooked chicken down the <laughs> aisle?
0: Yeah, stupid bitch. <laughs> do you know what? Right, I she yeah. kind of she she reminds me of someone who like who has probably read something in the newspaper or probably seen something in the news and been like, oh, my God, that's wrong. Oh, my God, that's wrong. But what they don't realise is is that their whole life is situated around, like, torturing animals. Yeah, I, be- I bet is. she eats a KFC. I bet she does all that. I bet she loves a Singaporean. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy
1: because... I guarantee she picked up
2: some meat that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't... There's, there's no way of, of actually getting around it. There's not...
0: Yeah, because it's even like this whole argument about halal meat and all that. People are like, no, I'm not going to eat halal. Dude, you're eating a dead animal. Like, it's dead mm. either way. So, what, like, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, like, well, I eat meat. I'm, I'm, I'm a human. I should eat meat. Um, I have no preference of whether it's halal or not. It doesn't matter to me, right? Um, <laughs> and people are like, oh, you know, when it's halal, the, the animal feels the pain, blah, blah, blah. And I'm the way I look at it is, like, that animal has been bred to be killed and eaten. Like, why do you give a shit about the process in which it dies? You, you're eating dead animals every day. And fair yeah. enough, if you're a vegan, if you're a vegetarian, cool, I get that. But when you're a meat eater, when you're coming out at me, well, oh, this is halal, I believe that the whole halal thing, and this is going deeper, deeper into a different conversation, but the whole halal thing is, like, all to do with, like, oh, I don't want to eat it because it's a Muslim thing. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it, it's what Muslims do, so I don't want to do it. Dude, like, it makes no difference how an animal is killed. An animal is killed and we eat it.
2: Mm. yeah that that is like w- with the halal thing i think that is the basis of that i don't think people really deep down care how it's killed i mean I, I, whilst i'm an animal guy if an animal has been bred to be killed we've been we've been doing that since humans began Everything we've bred animals yeah. for food um and to wear so that's why he's, i was thinking that when she was telling me about my jacket at the, the end of the day it's, a, it's the food chain
1: and where. We are now. We with, are
0: the like, alpha male, motherfucker. Right.
2: <laughs> Fuck I mean, with the humans. You I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you've told me that. There is there is a little bit that makes you feel good about that. But whilst whilst we're saying this, I do I don't yeah. condone animal cruelty don't or around, anything like
1: don't that. Go around kicking dogs and. Nah. throwing cats and stuff saying like that though <laughs>
0: saying like you know we're talking about us being at the top of the food chain honestly when I was in Kenya and I was around these little crabs I felt right at the bottom of the food chain man I thought these crabs are going to kill me <laughs> with crabs yeah like, <laughs> I, I, I was I was talking to on the podcast um, <clears throat> about a week or two ago and uh, one night that I was in Kenya it rained and thunderstormed really heavily so all the crabs came out and there was loads of crabs in my room and I, I just didn't want to get out of right. my bed and I kept looking around because I'm like these motherfuckers can climb the bed And then eventually, like I I managed to get all the crabs out, and and they were like crawling out different ways. And there was one that was just looking at me and put his claws up, like "What are you gonna do, motherfucker? (laughs) Give me me the order." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he had his gloves on, man. And I was like, "Listen, bro, I don't want no trouble. All right, look, you you just leave and leave me in this room." But he wouldn't leave, and I was like, "All right, cool. You have your space. I'll have mine. (laughs) Let's compromise." (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh no well, how, how, what's, what's the response been like from the last podcast we did
0: really good man really really good people um, I, I think everyone that has, uh, has listened to it and has spoken to me for those that have spoken to me anyway i will just like you know it's I really like the idea. I because the, the whole idea of my podcast was never just to be around music. It's never just to be uh, around specific things. I wanted it to be about general life and what I'm interested in, and this is exactly down the route that I wanted to go. And it's it was fun, man. You guys held it down. I remember as well that 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 uh, show will always remind me about how ill I was, and um, yeah, like that weekend that was so bad. But you guys held it down, man. So respect. Yeah, I
1: think we did it right considering. We'd never done anything like that before, and we just got told to, well, let's, just, let's just do a podcast. And we did yeah,
2: it. I mean, every, everyone that I know that's listened to it, I've had no bad reviews. Everyone's yeah. saying that it was really good. Um, so yeah, yeah, really that's good. good and awesome if, you now, do, now. Um,
0: if you do have bad reviews, email sucker.dick at yahoo.com, <laughs> and we'll get back to you. <laughs> that's your yeah, I isn't it,
2: So Ravi, how was Malta?
0: Mate, Malta was sick. Malta's always good. You know, Malta's one of those places that, like, we don't go for long. We don't go to anywhere for long. The maximum we ever go to someone is, like, three and a half days, and that's because of flights. But um, Malta's a really cool place to, like, just to, like, chill out and everything. The food's great. Um, And even to play, to DJ, it's it's really weird because the way they treat DJs is kind of, like, cringy because... I mean, I just see myself as a normal dude. And in the UK, like, you know, we're treated as normal. DJs are just treated as normal dudes. There's a lot of expectation on us and, you know, a lot of things that people are expecting us to do. And it's good because it keeps us on our, our toes. But in Malta, they're treated like gods. DJs are actually treated like fucking higher higher beings. Wow. And, you know, uh, the standard of DJing is very basic. I mean, they're all playing like house and, you know, they're mixing... You know, one to one two eight BPM into one two eight BPM, which isn't fucking rocket science, but like they're treated like absolute gods. Um, and but saying that, when you're playing there, and I, I don't want to brag or anything, but our standard was a little bit higher than the DJs out there. Not that they weren't bad, but you know, we do what we do for a living, and we are where we are for a reason. And yeah when we play out there the response is just mind-blowing people just go absolutely crazy like after the show like they're stopping you for pictures and you know that's a nice that's a nice little perk that that we get from our from our job it's really really nice um but Malta itself was absolutely lovely I do have a really funny story about the airport um and um it's something that's always happened this time of year. Every time we've travelled, it's always happened. And I've always thought to myself, I've got to talk to someone about this. I've got to talk to someone about this. And i finally got a fucking platform to do it. So <laughs> I made notes about everything. So this time of year, obviously, you've got the holiday goers going everywhere. You've got stag do people going places. And um, you've, you, you've got a lot of first-time flyers. And we travel with Ryanair or EasyJet or whichever one. So... You know, when when there's a lot of first time flyers, uh, the atmosphere is slightly different to when there's regular flyers. Regular flyers are a bit more miserable, but we we know what's going on. We know we know the deal. So we're getting on the plane. We you know, there's no re- there's there's no reason to queue to board the fucking plane. We have our seats already. And when they announced that they're boarding, there's like a in in on this occasion anyway. There was a massive rush of Brits like. Diving towards a queue of um of, of of this of this boarding line because it's yeah, like this was, was we're that, gonna, that we're was gonna miss the plane we're gonna miss the plane. <laughs> 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 so here we are, just sitting watching these guys waiting queuing like they queued for about half an hour, and we were just sat in Costa eating chocolate. Well, I wasn't eating chocolate; I'm on a diet, but you know. Um, <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. See, I brought that in, Tom. I brought that right back in. Um, And so we were just sitting in Costa. I was Snapchatting most of it. And they were just queuing for ages and ages and ages. And I'm like, why? Why are you queuing? The plane's not going anywhere. Like they're not going to
1: see exactly Everyone... you've been designated
0: seat. a seat so chill the fuck out winston and <laughs> the, that was the first thing that we were, that were watching them queue. and then the standard procedure is that uh, you you board on and you get these little shuttles which take you to the uh which take you to the plane so we standard whenever we go anywhere we are always the last pe- people to board that that shuttle we never queue. We wait for the queue to go. We're sitting down, comfortable, and then we just walk on and we get on that shuttle. And obviously this shuttle's quite full. So then uh, the shuttle pulls up to the plane. Now, bear in mind, this is the last step to board the plane. The plane is in front of us. We've all got our tickets. We've all got our designated seats and the shut- the shuttle doors open. And I kid you not, it is like a scene from like America on Black Friday people grabbing out like rushing out this thing this one lady went sprinting to the to the plane like (laughs) like her life depended on it and I, i just stopped and i was like what the fuck are you doing you have a seat we all have a seat why are you running and it's such a weird i don't know what comes over these people and it happens all the time from now until the end of summer um, it will continue happening where people just rush off this shuttle and get on this plane. And then only to sit in your seat and wait for another half an hour while the rest of us are getting on a plane. So. And it, that was the first thing that happened. The next thing that happened was so we, everyone was rushing off. And I was just like, do you know, what? I'm just going to get off like I normally do and stand to the side and wait for all these morons to board the plane. So I, I did that. I stood. I had my podcast on. I was listening to the latest wrestling podcast and I was chilling. And um, I was watching them all get out. And there was this one guy with uh, with a push chair and everything out. And he was the same as everyone else. He was running off this shuttle, ready to board the plane like it was about to leave in three seconds. And then he was doing all, everything. was. Everyone was crowding round. Everyone was giving the suitcases to these guys. And then this guy was like, I wish there was a little bit more order. Why, why can't people just be more civilized? And I was thinking to myself, mate, you are a bigger part of this problem than anybody else <laughs> right now. You come off this shuttle like in a hurry. If you just do what I do and just wait on the side while these people do their shit, because like, it's like, you know, they haven't got any time left in the world and their life depended on boarding this plane. If you just wait, then you would just give your pushchair to these guys and walk on the plane like i did like rewire did like tom did just walk on the plane like normal people but no he was there complaining but he was doing it himself <laughs>
2: i think i think queuing though in general is just part of being british
0: yeah it is mate it really is like they love, love queuing. It. british people love queuing and i see obviously i'm i spend half my life in an airport and i look at this all the time and i'm like okay fair enough you guys yeah you know, it you probably haven't flown a lot which is cool which is fine but seriously um the plane ain't going anywhere it's not going to leave without you and then another thing as well is that now because uh a lot of the eu countries uh to, to when you when you come into the country and you leave the country it's not a simple case of showing your passport and walking through they've started doing more checks on it so there's a big queue for the passport thing and um You know, we're taking our time and you uh, guys, if you're listening, here's a tip, right? When your plane says it's boarding, it's not boarding. All right. You've still got another half an hour to go. It's not boarding. They're just doing it to get everyone there. So don't rush around like maniacs. Don't start thinking that you have priority over every other person in that airport and start pushing queues and expecting it to be okay. You're not you know you're not going to be late you're not going to miss the plane so there was two flights going at the same time one to Luton which was us and one to Manchester which was obviously another flight and we were waiting in this queue we were catching jokes we were snapchatting half of it and then these like a whole load of bricks came and be like oh our, our, our plane's boarding we got to go through this queue and I had no idea what time their flight was so I was like listen go on just just get out my way just fuck off and and, and go through this queue and then I looked at the times. Their fl- flight was at the same time as us. And it literally, it just said <laughs> gate open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so then I had seven people on this flight, which I had loud in front of me in this queue. And I'm like, I'm not having this. So like, I'm like, listen, guys, your flight is taking off at the same time as ours. So I'm going before you. So get back. And there was this one dude who was ignoring me, a massive guy. And I looked at him. I'm like, mate, did you not hear me? I'm going before you. And he's like, yeah, but our flight's going to leave, our flight's going to leave. I was like, if your flight leaves, right, I give, I'll give, i give you everything in my bank account, which is not a lot, guys, but I'll give you everything <laughs> in my bank account. Just get the fuck back because your flight's not going anywhere. But oh, it's like they turn into animals. It's like they turn into like, you know, prehistoric creatures that have no idea about civilization and, and like just getting stuff done in an orderly manner. And it happens all summer. And anyway, rant over. I feel really good I now think, I've had that rant. I think,
1: have, um, I think people have been looking at the news and seeing the United Airlines thing. Yeah. Um, and thinking they're going to get dragged off backwards. Yeah,
0: I know. because <laughs> they're late. Damn right. <laughs> But it just, it happens all the time this time of year. People just turn into animals. And, you know, Ryanair, they don't help. They cage us up like fucking cattle. You know, you go from one queue. to... Then you get past it, then you go into another queue. Then you get past that queue, you go into another queue. Then you get that past that queue, then you go into a shuttle, and then you go onto the plane. And it's just like people are so eager, and they're so desperate, and they turn violent almost. And it's just like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Yeah. That's
1: my So you didn't get dragged off backwards then?
0: Nah, man. I got oh, no. my seat, I had my neck pillow, and I was fast asleep before the oh, plane even no. took off.
1: No, to be fair, I think, I've, I think I'd think uh, i rather been dragged off backwards because I've got some compo out of it, oh, at least.
0: So, did you know... Sorry, I'm just eating a baby bell, guys. Um, did you know...
1: Whoa, reduced fat.
0: Reduced fat, yeah, man, of course. Right, um, um, that United Airlines episode, right? Um, from what I've read, and bear in mind, I don't believe everything I've read, but this is rumours and innuendo. From what I've read, they offered people $800 and a hotel to come off that plane. Mm. If that was they me hit. on that plane, I would have come off that plane so fast, grabbing <laughs> grab my cheque and hitting that hotel bed <laughs> and feeling like £800 richer. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would have. Well, there's that, or, or you can make world news by being dragged off backwards. To be fair, I think,
1: I don't know, would you, would you, if you had the choice, would you rather be that guy or the guy that stayed on the plane?
0: Well, to be that fair, cop- that guy got beat the... F- shit out of him but he's yeah. going to be a millionaire he's going to get so much compensation
1: yeah yeah. I, I reckon I'd have took the B in I
0: would have yeah. I I I took the money and got off the plane I'd be like you know what mate Like, give me that $800 and give me a hotel throw in a meal as well and I'm gone mm. I'll get I'll off have the, to the day.
2: Day. Yeah. yeah well man. Tom
0: um, how was your bank holiday
2: weekend mate that was alright um went to
1: went to West Brom versus Leicester for those that don't know I'm a West Brom fan living in Leicester so
0: the <laughs> last, last
1: year was pretty painful uh Saturday was pretty painful um British, what, a, what about game. Sunday Tom what about Sunday, Sunday. because
2: I remember uh, I remember sort of briefly that, that we we sort of we were going to go out weren't we and enjoy our bank holiday weekend but Tom can you just tell tell everyone what happened remember no, what I did on Sunday No so yeah. can you not remember No, no? uh I was busy, actually. Sometime. Oh, okay, okay. Can you can you um, go into depth of um, why the, while you uh,
1: sort of blew me out? So, so we had the in-laws around. Oh, okay. Um, and we sat and watched a movie a movie, mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Good movie, actually. What, uh, yeah.
0: what movie did you watch? Uh, I
1: can't actually remember what it was called. Oh, was funny.
0: funny <laughs> great, great movie, Tom. <laughs> it was based in
1: Hawaii, I can tell you that much.
0: And, uh, okay, another important question. What was on the spread? What was food served? What, what food was served? what,
1: what When? Oh, well, Sunday. Yeah, during someday. the movie. Oh, I'd uh,
0: not join the movie. Oh yeah, let's let's start off by during the movie.
1: I didn't eat during the movie. However, I did go to um, Chiquitos that night. Nice. What'd you get? I got chicken fajitas. Ooh, chicken and starters, what F starters? The Chicken Legs. Barbecue Chicken Legs. Yeah, very nice, but very expensive.
0: I'm not really a Chiquitos kind of guy.
1: I was until I started paying 89 quid. <laughs> Ooh, really? Yeah, Taquitos Steve. is dear, man. You get a cocktail with that or two.
2: Did you pay for the in laws as well? No, I didn't. Oh, I
0: thought, I thought you was going to pay for the in laws. <laughs> I thought, oh, you're really trying now, mate. You're going for this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Bank Holiday weekend, who watched the Anthony Joshua fight?
0: Oh, of course, bro that was like the best heavyweight fight i've seen oh, yeah. i'm not even a boxing goodness. fan i'm like a weekend boxing fan i'm not even going to claim to know anything about boxing other than the yeah. big fights but i really enjoyed that
2: yeah i mean f- for me being being such a fight fan like i'll i'll watch boxing i'll watch ufc i'll watch kickboxing i'll i'll literally watch anything because that's that's what i enjoy um it, for me and and for the rest of the world i think it was literally the Greatest heavyweight fight ever, because at least in our generation, yeah. Because Joshua had no right winning that. I, I mean, I was scoring the fight as we went along. I literally have a scorecard on my phone as if I was one of the judges. Okay, and let me just have a look. How many rounds before the knockout that Anthony Joshua won? He won three, three of eleven mm-hmm. before the knockout. So it, it was like a Rocky film. Yeah, it was good. It looked it looked gone at one point, especially when he dropped. Yeah, yeah. And, I, uh, the ref could have stopped the fight. He nearly punched himself out as well. Yeah, yeah. So and and just the excitement of the whole event as well, because it was all over social media. Um, every, I mean, it was packed Wembley I think, I Wembley think, Stadium, ninety thousand yeah, people. Yeah, I think it's gonna be
1: good. It's good for boxing in general, getting people to participate. <laughs> so he was bigging up boxing and, and telling anybody to participate
2: at the end. Because before that. Boxing didn't really have a superstar like, like the UFC does with Conor McGregor, because you, you could say Floyd Mayweather, but he, he's just a promoter now, really. And he doesn't build that much hype around him. But now it's sort of, it's done a U-turn because Anthony Joshua is now the poster boy.
0: Do you think that, do you, do you think Joshua's now like at that level, like at that 100%. level, like superstar level?
2: A 100 million do you, do you percent think, now. Do you
1: think in 50 years' time he'll be remembered like Muhammad Ali? Um, has
0: he got the... I guess it depends on his fights, right? It depends on the nature of his he, fights as well. He
2: has to be very, very smart with what he's, what he's going to do now and the opponents he picks because he can't now go backwards. He can't now pick opponents that aren't going to be of the same calibre as Klitschko. Whether that's a Klitschko rematch, I don't know. Because the hype was there for it. Anthony Joshua won, and I think he does need to put that to bed now. I think revisiting that would it wouldn't do much for him. Yeah. I think really the only option for him now is Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, who on that note is well out of shape at the minute, and he always
1: has been. He was a that's drug, his thing. But he was a, he was a drug addict. He's had a real bad time since winning that that belt. He's He's had a real bad time, and it, it'd take a lot of training, some
2: serious training, to come back. But the hype's there; the people want it, and if the people want it, it's it's not the fight that uh, a purest fight fan would be most excited for. Um, but for the people, that's 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 all the that fighting is nowadays. It's it's what's going to create the most hype, what's going to create the most money, and that's and that's the fight for him. And I think it's massive in America now as well.
0: I got. Yeah. I got to. Um, I got to ask. As someone who isn't really into boxing, um, mm-hmm. what is the hype around Tyson Fury other than his incredible name? It's
2: for for me as a, as a fight fan, and, and a purist fan, I don't really get that much excitement from him. But the people like they like his banner. They like that he's out of shape and he still beats Tyson. absolute world beaters. He beat Klitschko. Right, so Tyson Fury's already beat Klitschko, and he was fat.
1: Yeah,
2: he was fat, and he did that. And he stood up in his interview, took his t-shirt off, and said, "Shame on you, this fat man beat you." Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing that's creating excitement about an Anthony Joshua Tyson uh, Fury fight is is just the fact that social media is on board with Tyson Fury. Everyone likes you know what he brings to the table. Has Fury already won that? Sorry, uh one one what sorry is that the the heavy was he not already the heavyweight champion? There's the thing is with boxing there's there's different sort of like associations so he is a heavyweight champion but so is Anthony Joshua so you, that, okay. that 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 fight is So then
1: if them two were to fight you'd get sort of the ultimate unified. Yeah, that's why yeah. people want it so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think like I said for for the money, for the hype, that is the only thing that Anthony Joshua can really do now because there's no one else. And then where does he go from there? From there, then then you would start saying, is he now a, a sort of like a, a boxing legend? Is he going to rem- be remembered in 50 years as, you know, in the same league okay. as... I, I don't like saying it, but in the same league as Ali and, and Mike Tyson and Holyfield and things like that, I think he's getting there but he just needs a little bit more. He's not there yet. That's that that's the that's the long answer to that. No, he's not there yet.
0: Do you think um do you think it'll be Fury Joshua next? Yeah, um yeah. I think it, I think it has it's to gotta be. be.
1: I
2: think Fury was hinting at it before the fight even Saturday night even started. And Fury put himself in that position which is good marketing for himself because really he started to fade away because of how quick Anthony Joshua was coming up so he had to sort of throw himself into that limelight. Um, and he's done that really well. And Anthony Joshua actually called him out at the end of the fight. He said, Tyson Fury, where you at? So really that's that's the fight that people want to see. So I think that is the only thing that can happen. I think,
1: I think Fury tweeted um Weldon for beating Klitschko, you had life or death with him. I dance with him and I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I he mean, said no, I,
2: I played with him and beat him.
1: Let's let's fire.
2: I mean, although Fury is he is fat, is a slob, he's out of shape. He's not in condition. I mean, his cardio is actually great. He's got really good cardio. And, and speaking of cardio, actually, I thought Anthony Josh was struggling a little bit.
1: I think that the recovery element of boxing is massively to do with your aerobic capacity, so your cardio. Yeah. Um, he lo- He just looks like
2: a
0: power it was after that. It was after that fifth round when he came out punching. And then after <laughs> yeah. that, it just looked like he was gassed out, man. He had this, nothing this in was- him.
2: This is this is the difference between experience because, like I said, as, as like a purist watching this, just from a a technique and tactical point of view, you can tell the experience difference because when Joshua sort of smelt blood and he hurt Klitschko, that's it. He was swinging for the fences, he let the crowd get behind him and absolutely gassed himself out. Mm-hmm. But in that round where Klitschko hurt Joshua, he was taking his time, he didn't rush... He was still popping jabs. He was trying to finish the fight, but he wasn't in a rush. Yeah, you got to remember that
1: Joshua hasn't gone past until Saturday. Haven't gone past seven rounds. No, no. So he
2: sort of almost doesn't know what to do after seven rounds. So we had to sort
1: of play his cards right.
2: But I think you know the conditioning that you need for boxing is is out of this world because you're going twelve rounds at the end of the day. Um, and whether whether you've actually sparred for twelve rounds or even five rounds, you, you, you gas quick. Because, uh, Nave, you
0: train for MMA, right? And I wanted yeah. to get onto this. Like, what is what is the training like? How do I how do I phrase this? Say, for example, uh, compared to like what me and Tom what me and Tom do, we do high intensity cardio, um, mm-hmm. and we do we we bring in elements of like boxing, blah blah blah. What is the intensity uh, of training MMA and boxing like compared to like a normal? Uh, Let's not take me, for example, because I'm a little bit out of shape. Let's just take yeah. an in-shape personal training session. Mm-hmm. What's it like compared?
2: It's, it's completely different.
0: It's, it's a different sort of endurance that
2: you need because it is really specific. Um, the only real way of conditioning yourself for a fight is, is sparring and, and getting rounds in. Because especially for MMA, there's so many different aspects... You know, there's there's the boxing, the kickboxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, um, wrestling against the cage, wrestling off the cage. It's it's so dynamic, so many things involved, so many uh, components of fitness involved that the only way of really getting ready for it and getting conditioned for it is to do it. You, you can do your strength and conditioning in the gym, which is going to age your performance. But in terms of the, the actual sport specific endurance that you need, you know, you've, you've got to get the actual sparring rounds in. Yeah,
1: I think that's important. So a, a normal session would probably look like some mobility some stuff at the, at the start of it, just like any other session. Um, then you go into probably your Olympic lifts. So something that we've not really uh, gone through um, at, at the gym in your personal training sessions, like the Olympic lifts, like your, your cleans, power cleans, hangs, all that kind of thing. That's more based towards um, being being sports specific and training for sports. Um, then you might you might actually do some similar stuff to what we did today with a watt bike, so some uh, watt bike interval stuff. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but then you'd look at you'd break down what actually happens during MMA. How how long you're working for, how long you're resting for, at what heart rate, at what sort of lactate threshold you're working at, and but, then just try and mimic it. But like you said, it's never going to be an identical crossover. I
2: think I think looking at it. A like a strength and conditioning point of view, I mean, when when you were studying for strength and conditioning for judo, how long did you research that and how into depth did you have to go with that one sport? One sport. I think it took me about 80 hours. 80 hours of studying for that one sport. Okay, now you think about it, judo is in MMA, okay, but so is wrestling, so is Muay Thai, so is kickboxing, so is boxing. So all of those sports... If you were to try and put that into normal strength and conditioning sessions, that is going to be hard.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, nearly impossible. It's yeah,
1: it's you've got you got if you're going to train for MMA, you've got to have your your strength conditioner has got to be. Um, they've got to research. They've got to know the stuff.
0: And... It's almost like the prime of of like cardio shape MMA fighters. Yeah. They, they are they are the pr- human prime of cardio fitness.
2: Um. I'd, I'd loosely agree with you, because really, past, you don't have to, how do I word this? In a championship MMA fight, which is the most you're going to be fighting, okay, it's five five-minute rounds. So, ideally, I I always say I want to be fit where I can go hard for seven or eight rounds. Mm. But past that, you, you you don't have to be too much fitter. You don't. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know your sport and
1: you gotta train for your sport. I'd
2: say I'd say people to look at if you want to be a well-rounded cardio monster, a triathlete, Mm. they can. That's that's really. I mean, again, loosely, that's really encompassing everything about fitness.
1: So that's so that's more cardio-based, so aerobic. The difference. Yeah. The difference between aerobic and anaerobic aerobics your longer duration stuff and aerobics your short high intensity stuff similar to like i said what we did earlier with the watt bikes mm. um now aerobic fitness in mma would be more training towards your recovery time yeah so aging yeah, aid, aid and recovery it, it's one minute between rounds that
2: you get yeah you get for rest
1: so even just between like i don't know a combination that recovery then would be like you'd be better at it if you were better at if you had better an aerobic fitness However, the sport itself is mostly anaerobic.
2: Yeah, 100%. So
1: when you've got that aerobic base, you would then train anaerobically, but maintain the aerobic base, if you get what I mean.
0: So for the people that aren't clued up about aerobic and anaerobic, what Mm -hmm. is that?
1: Aerobic is where the oxygen that you breathe in has a chance to get to the muscles before you use it. So it tends to be stuff that's um, sort of over a minute or two minutes. Um, anaerobic is when you're doing things so quickly that it takes about 45 seconds for oxygen to get to the muscles Um when you're doing it so quickly that anything that you've got in the muscles already is used and the oxygen doesn't has, have a chance to get to it hence the reason it's anaerobic
0: right okay okay and, and what are the differences cool. in both what are the physical differences um aerobic
1: is more based on developing um what's called mitochondria which is in the cell Uh, anaerobic uses more of like the sugar in the muscle um, and it's just a lot a lot quicker movements um, and it's a lot more common with these kind of sports
2: breaking it breaking it down so it's just a little bit more sort of understandable is that a marathon runner someone that's going for long distances at a steadier pace is going to need a higher Aerobic threshold, mm-hmm. okay. But someone that's going for short, sharp rounds, such as MMA, such as boxing, or Usain Bolt, for example, hundred uh, minutes. perfect, yeah. They are going to need really, really, uh, a really, really high anaerobic threshold. So that's just the two ways you'd look yeah. at it. But Tom's broken it down really, really well for you. However, the problem is when you train for one, you negatively affect the other. Yeah. Um, so again,
1: it's about getting the the balance of that, and hence the reason the strength and conditioning coach with Anthony Joshua with Conor McGregor, whoever it is, knows their stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ah, I see. It's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. We yeah, with. we could
1: go. On, we could go on for days. That's just the tip of the iceberg. But <laughs> I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, what are you um, on a different note? What are you guys doing this weekend?
2: What are we doing this weekend? Um, you know what? I've actually got. I've actually got um, time off this weekend. I don't think I'm working this weekend at all. So for me. This weekend is just going to be about training myself. Um, probably, probably getting a few um, getting a few drinks down there. Um, Diet Coke, probably. Yeah, yeah. Water, water. Wait,
0: speaking of Diet Coke, that's a good that's a good topic actually because okay. I'm I I would happily say that I'm addicted to Diet Coke. I, I, like I try and come off it, I try and replace it with like soda water, whatever. How bad is Diet Coke for you?
1: Right, so the reason people think there's two reasons pe- people think um sort of diet drinks are bad for you you've got um a spartan man. nathan's got a monster and he's, he's sat right next to me he's got a monster in his hand but it is a zero calorie monster now they do contain um sweeteners however there is a few different studies which have shown that you would have to have i'm pretty sure i can't remember exactly i think it's over 30 monsters a day um that would then Put you at a, a decent risk of cancer. Wow! Which is thirty which is monsters a day. That that's a scare. By which point you would you would you'd be in hospital because of the caffeine intake anyway. So the problem with the the thing with sweeteners is, yes, they were linked with cancer, but how much in those studies? How much were people taking? A lot. They must have been taking a lot of sweeteners. So basically, it, it's very unlikely anything bad is going to come from it.
0: And what about, like, uh, putting on weight? Because the, stu- yeah. the, the things that I've read is that, that diet sodas aren't good for your gut. And what do they mean by when they say that?
1: So when they say, um, well, when, when people say it's not good for your diet, when it, when uh, sweeteners are not good for your diet, they think it's because it triggers something in your brain to think that you're, you're sort of eating sugar, um, and then you'll continue to eat sugar. So if you were to have that monster and then not eat the sugar after it you would still be you would you would not be eating any calories do you get what i mean you would not be consuming any calories okay the okay. the link is when people consume things like monster get a taste for sugar and then go and smash a bag of sweets or something
0: so it's not actually the diet drink itself
1: it is it's, it's zero calories and it, it simply is zero calories there's nothing there's nothing in it <laughs> So if you're counting calories it's it's not going to it's not going to make a difference to your calorie intake unless you then go and smash a bag of sweets yeah um, which is which is why people are thinking that, that you should stay away from sweetening drinks with sweetener in it oh, I,
0: interesting.
2: I think I think as well that's where discipline comes in mm. and and eating or drinking things with moderation because obviously I've I've got this zero sugar zero calorie monster in front of me and if and if I didn't have the discipline that, that training gives you, um, and that sort of past experiences give you, then I could I could happily go and you know have a have a cookie or have yeah. some chocolate. So it
1: probably will give you like a sort of sweet tooth, yeah. but you know it affects different people differently. And if you don't then go and do that, then it's not going to fit your diet one bit.
2: I I would much rather recommend, uh, and I'm not just plugging Monster here. Um, I would much rather recommend Monster's Ultra Range, which is zero calories, zero sugar, than diet coke or diet pepsi just just purely well one for flavor i prefer the flavor a lot but just because it literally has nothing in it other than caffeine
0: i would uh i would recommend emerge and i'm not paid to say that i am paid to say that but emerge energy <laughs> drinks i'm feeling you guys uh, drink it all the way yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i'll say this now i don't, I don't actually like red bull it, oh. it reminds me too much of uh, Jager, Jager Master. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah, Bombers.
0: Yeah. See, I'm not. Really, I've never. Like, I, 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 I'm sponsored by Emerge, but I'm not. I'm not really an energy drink uh, kind of guy. Someone who is though is Rewire, and obviously I spend a lot of time with the guy, and he goes through so much Red Bull. We're looking at him like, Duh. fair enough. A lot of the times, because uh, we're driving and he has it. Uh, but that guy drinks so much Red Bull, and I'm just like, dude, I don't know how you do it. And then, I'm, like, obviously, then he struggles with sleep. but you like, you wonder why. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's another thing. Caffeine, like, do you want that much caffeine? Probably. You re- yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> you probably don't want to be going over. Like, caffeine's also seen in a bad light. However, if you're taking less than 300 grams a day, you're probably going to be fine. If anything. You're not going to get Parkinson's disease when you're older. That's what the, that's what it's showing at the minute.
0: Wow. What well, so caffeine intake actually prevents it. it? It can actually, yeah, it's actually been shown to prevent it. Yeah,
1: because I'm, uh, I'm on
0: I'm yeah. on caffeine and green tea tablets. I've been on it for ages. Um, I one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and I do find that I don't have to drink any like coffee or anything. I'm I'm bright. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like really alert, and it does 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 me really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I always think um, if I if I do have that cup of coffee in the morning. I have a much more productive day. I get a lot, a lot more
0: done.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I shied away from the coffee because I didn't want the caffeine, yes, i would probably a little bit better for me, but I'd get nothing done. I'd probably just sit on my. I think.
2: Do you do you think then that caffeine in this day and age is essential because a lot of people now pretty much can't function without it.
1: Mm. But then there comes that there comes that tolerance. so if if you keep having more and more and more, you're gonna need more and more and more yeah. every day. Yeah. Whereas if you sort of um take it for a week and then take three days off, you, you will then respond a lot better to it after. And there's people hmm. that don't respond to caffeine at all. So maybe that's what he is. Maybe he doesn't respond to caffeine and he can just keep drinking those red bulls. but yeah like
2: like like Vosky just said if he drinks if he drinks that much red bull and just referencing what Tom just said he's probably used to it by now It's probably actually doing nothing for him. yeah his yeah, probably...
0: tolerance level is like very high for it yeah, yeah you can get that back though by just not taking it you'd, you'd crash for a couple of days I'm guessing yeah
1: you'd, you'd be like cold turkey but <laughs> just pick a few days where you've got nothing to do smash Netflix <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> standard
1: let your nervous system cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, guys, um, I got a switch notes. As a Liverpool fan, uh, did you guys see Emery Chan's goal? Yes, I, or... I
2: only just saw it today. Yeah, but what a goal! He that couldn't have was. hit that any sweeter. A, a bow, Emery Chan.
1: The big question on everybody's lips is: Was it better than Mkhitaryan's so-called
0: scorpion goal? Ooh. that's a good. I, I, that scorpion goal was special, man. That but can great. I
2: can I place um, replace Mkhitaryan with uh, Olivier Giroud? I think Which Giroud's was better. better his scorpion know? kick did you not see it oh yeah, yeah. oh I did see I, that. I that I remember that I would say that Giroud was better than Mkhitaryan but not taking away anything from Emre uh, from Chan. what yeah, a that goal was,
0: that, that was that was a strike and, and a really the important three yeah Alana's hit the bar the other guy from uh, Watford hit the bar it was a really important three points at Liverpool we've got three mm. games left we just have to win them all probably win two draw one and we're in the Champions League
2: I'm I'm just going to put this on a little bit of a downer because I'm an
0: Arsenal fan you see. <laughs> but you guys yeah, have I, got Arsenal Fan TV which is the best thing on the internet by far. It, well,
2: it's it it really know. is, but you've got Arsenal awesome as well. Yeah. So like oh, well, get in. <laughs> the frustration that that comes from being an Arsenal fan I think tops any other team. It really does because there's there's seasons where we can have a really good season, you know, do our do regular, finish top four. But this season... Fourth, by the way. Oh, yeah, fourth. <laughs> fourth. We'll just put that into perspective. We always finish fourth. But this season, we're not even going to get that. We're not right, even going to get top be, four. Yeah,
1: that is frustrating. But if you get rid of Arsene
2: Wenger but then. this is You're the problem This is what I does. have this argument with myself because <laughs> I'm a Wenger out guy I don't want Arsene Wenger at the club anymore I really don't I'm fed up along with all of the other Arsenal fans now I think 99% of Arsenal fans are now Wenger out because of this season but the mental battle that I have with myself when I say that is who is there to replace him mm. exactly there isn't And what,
0: <laughs> what he's done for Arsenal Arsenal like one of the most profitable clubs in the world because of him he doesn't spend yeah, that yeah. heavily he's always got Champions League it's a steady income you guys are like one of the richest clubs in the world
1: yeah yeah you've got to like, accept what you've got because next season if you sack, Wen- you sack Wenger you might
2: you might have nothing it, it might be a Man U when um, Salik Ferguson left and David Moyes came in I don't want that to happen I do not want that I don't want to consistently finish 7th or 6th or have Europa League and be happy with it I don't want to be that sort of fan. Um, but I just think enough's enough now. It's it's going downhill. Yeah. On the other end, then, you've got um,
1: Kante that, that took over Chelsea and look what he's done. That, well, that's
2: true. That, that, that true. could happen as well. So it's really a gamble. Kante's a, a really good manager. Yeah, it's a gamble. This is actually leading on to a topic that I want to talk about. I was at, I was at work the other day and I was talking to one of the gym members just about... Um, the childhood games that we used to play, football being a massive one of them. Okay, so where you'd, where you'd put jumpers down for goalposts. Oh yes. Last goal wins. Six o'clock. Got tea, so you got to pop And then, in.
0: And then yeah. if people had to go home early, you just turned it into cuppies. Yes. Yeah, Wembley <laughs> 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 um,
2: so just let's just have a chat just about the childhood games that you and what used about, to play. Um,
1: heads and volleys.
2: Heads and volleys. And yeah. And yep. But going going beyond that. Kirby. What about free pod? Free pod, what? mate. I was just about to free... say that. Tom, don't you know what free pod is? No, go on. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I'm just going to break free pod down for you. Okay. three <laughs> so... or three. Free. Free pod. Free pod. Okay. Also named poddy, for trying... sure.
1: Oh, poddy. I thought you were trying to plug the free podcast then.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> poddy. Oh. oh, you know what poddy is now? I know. what Poddy123, isn't it? Well, there's, there's very there's a lot of different names for it, but we are talking about the same game. Yeah, but I forgot what the game is as well. So there is oh, there a, is there's a there's a potty post. There's a potty post. There's a potty
1: post, and then you all have to go running. And then there's somebody that protects the potty post. Exactly. And then if you get to the, the potty, oh, if you catch them, you say potty one two three.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but
2: so. there's there's a curveball. If you are the last, the last
0: man <laughs> We call it
2: Freepod Pod Family. Okay, but that moment when you're hiding in a bush and you know that you're the last one, everyone knows where you are. No one is making eye contact with you because they don't want to be it next. They don't want you to be caught. So you're sitting in that bush. You got dinner in ten minutes. You've got dinner in ten minutes, so you are you you (laughs) are on a time (laughs) you are on a time limit. Just build your Nokia. You don't know what you're gonna do. So the the person that is guarding the person that is it. God in the post is looking for you searching <laughs> all of a sudden he, he gets close and you make eye contact it's like the whole world stops and sure. it's only you two there looking at each other now it's an even sprint to the pod post but you have the will and the might of everyone that's already been caught behind you <laughs> so you sprint you take off like you've never sprinted before he is on your heels the podcast, the pod poll is in sight. The pod poll is in sight. You're about 10 metres away, but it feels like a 1,000. And you get there, you scream free pod family or free pod all, and the roar and that comes from everyone that you've just saved. You're automatically accepted into the pod family. That is it, that is it. So Free Pod was, was a great one. There's also Manhunt as well. Yeah, I remember uh, Manhunt. That was a PlayStation
0: game. That was a, that was a dark PlayStation game that got banned, right? <laughs> it was like the first one where you could like kill someone with a hammer.
2: I never got the chance to see that. I was too young.
0: See, I had to chip my PlayStation to get the American version. And I got it, and I played it, and I was like, what's the the hype about it? I'm just killing someone with a hammer. That's how fucked up my (laughs) mind was when I was a kid. I'm like, this is nothing, I'm just stabbing someone with a hammer. (laughs) And I didn't think anything of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: all right until you go and do it. When we were talking about these childhood games, um, it, it just shows how different today's society is, because I used to freak out when someone used to call for me, knock on the door name from coming out <laughs> yeah. and I used to walk out the door and, and I forgot like my stick we all in our group we all had a we all had a stick so I, yep yeah, I know Tom's looking at me yeah, like so what on what? earth okay but we all had a stick okay I used to freak out when I walked out the door and I forgot my stick okay and now people freak out when they walk out the door kids and they've forgot their phone or their ipad yeah, or <laughs> or even worse they don't even go out, they the, don't door. Even get out of the door.
0: It is, it is a mass. it's a different generation, man.
2: It's crazy. Which
0: brings
1: me nicely to geocaching. Oh, okay. So I went geocaching last night. Wait, what's geocaching? <laughs> what's geocaching? Great question. So around the country, probably somewhere near you or you or whoever's listening, um, there's little like pods that have been hidden by whoever. Uh, you download this app, geocaching app. And you, you get given sort of a map and it tells you where these little pods are. Uh, you go and find them and it gives you clues as to where they are. And you take a photo with it. You log your name in the little logbook that's in it. You have a look at the little whatever's in there. I got a Dennis the Menace badge last night. <laughs> I was absolutely buzzing. Uh, and then you, you do it back up and you put it back for the next person.
0: But See, in, that's, at- in that kind of sense, um, like that and like Pokemon Go and all that, that is getting kids out. Yeah, well. exactly, that,
1: that's, why, that, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because it, it's something you can do with your family, you can even bring your dog if you want, um, anyone can do it, and it's outdoors, and you go walking, you're burning calories, you're getting fresh air.
2: How crazy is this though, that we're having to make apps that get people outside? Yeah, it, it this, has this, to be, this, this absolutely confuses me. It
1: still has to go through a phone to
2: it's get you outside. It's crazy. Yeah, man.
1: And it is not. It's
0: even like sometimes you forget that in our childhood we never had phones, man. I remember every Sunday, um, without question, uh, we'd all be playing football at Rallyfields Park, and no one had any phones. No one had anything. You just turn up at like three o'clock, and there's a whole bunch of lads there that mm. meet up and then we'll play till like... we'll probably sometimes we'll play till like 9 o'clock. So we'll play like four hours of football just playing on the park. And that was with no phones, nothing.
1: Yeah, until light stops play.
0: Yeah, that's it. Light <laughs> then, stops play. And then
1: you play near the uh, lampposts in the street because that's where it's light. Like. Yeah. But
0: probably yeah, annoying. It's, it's proper different.
2: Proper, proper. Different. But, like, I've, I've got a little brother and it kills me to see how and this going back into fitness a little bit how unfit he is purely because he doesn't go outside and play he's sat on his phone or his iPad or his laptop or he's watching the TV and I'm like go outside and it, it, it's it's
0: it's crazy like a punishment it's like it no, I don't it's wanna, that... wanna do what do want
2: to yeah it's crazy and it and it and it kills me because I used to remember like all the memories I've still got some of my best memories from playing out as yeah. a kid um, so it, it's it's crazy it's crazy how technology is Imprisoned.
1: Yeah, I, think, I kids. think at one at one end of it, I think fitness is a trend now, and I think it's trendy to look good. It, it's coming back. It's coming sure, back. However, at the other end, um, as a child, I, I just don't think they're getting outdoors anywhere near as much as we used to.
2: No, no, and and I, and I said this when I was having a chat with the with the gym member that when it does come to the time that I do have a child, I'm going to make sure that he goes outside. And he's, and he's active and mm. he does he does still play out and he's not sat inside on his phone. So I think it's the responsibility of the parents a little bit as well to get your kid outside. I'd rather go and have a kick about than oh, play football. Even people. now,
0: mate, I still give now. me football, I still go to play some football, man. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: Even
1: just give me a wall, I'll just smash the ball at the wall for an hour. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but now something that is coming about um, are children's fitness classes um so that's worrying this is,
0: um, that's really worrying do you think the fact that we have to have children's them, fitness yeah. classes now man yeah. that shit never existed in our time no because we didn't need no. it
2: we didn't need it no we didn't need it but we had other things to do
0: yeah so, but the fact that them things aren't now they're still available people could still go in the park and, and put some goal, uh, put jumpers for goalposts but you never they, they just don't do it best. and it's really because I live uh, like two, do- two two roads away from me is the Kingsway which is basically like massive greenery and whenever I'm walking to like the shop or walking to the doctors or whatever wherever wherever I'm going um, and I see kids playing football I look at it I'm like no way kids are playing football but like back in the day there would never be an empty part of the grass that wasn't no. part of a pitch
2: you used to, to, used to have to play for the pitch yeah, yeah do you, give know you know what game I mean then.
0: and it is it is crazy that that, that this is um, this is society, but it's like Tom mentioned it is what's kind of counteracting that it's it's trendy to be in shape now,
2: but i think I think with that going back to children you, you're not you're not going to be able to get your child
0: ripped no. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Like, so they, they do have to do something because I don't think it is trendy for kids to be, to be fit anymore. I think it's trendy for kids to have the newest iPhone, the newest laptop, the newest iPad. I think that's what's trendy for kids and that's, what's, that's what worries me a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, but boys, we are approaching the hour mark um, and I think we should save everything. Is there anything else you're going to want to add or do you want to save for next week?
2: Um, do I want to say anything else? There was something else.
0: Um, what was it? I think,
2: no, but I think we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll, we'll save, save it.
0: That's yeah, been fun. That. Today's been really, really good. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, with me today it. is Tom Mangan. Tom, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me at Tom Mangan Fitness on Instagram, uh, Tom Mangan Fitness on
2: Facebook. Um, yeah, they're, the, they're and the two platforms to reach me. No, oh, and Snapchat. Oh, and, Snapchat. and me, it's Instagram. Um, at Nathan Pridden, or on Facebook, it's Bodyfire Fitness.
0: Bodyfire Fitness, and as always with me, guys, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, at Varsky, at Varsky, at Varsky, Facebook, slash, I am Varsky. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back. Don't forget, later on this week, I'm going to try and get the interview on with Charlie T from Kiss FM. Uh, I did a few months back. That was a really cool interview. She's she's done really, really well for herself. And we'll be back next week with uh, the Personal Trainer Show. It's been loads of fun. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank
0: you! And we'll see you guys later. Peace!